Hello and welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Linville. My name is Michael Connell. I'm here with William. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss the limitations of identities. Hey, William. Hey, Michael. How's it going, buddy? Wonderful. How are you? I am absolutely awesome and constantly having a blast, buddy. No reason not to. (laughs) Absolutely. When it comes to the limitations of identities and how they block us from having a blast, how would you define what our limitations can be? Okay, well, right now, I want you to take yourself into a level of consciousness where you just take a breath in through your nose, all the way through your pelvic girdle. Hold. And now a deep sigh through the mouth. (sighs) Now inhale again through your nose. All the way down through your pelvic girdle again. Inhale for about the count of nine to 12, whatever best accommodates you. Hold for the same number. And now exhale through the mouth as slow as you can for the same number. And just right here, right now, let's just let yourself become clear. Right now, with the eyes closed, focus towards the third eye. If you want, just put your hands just right on the heart chuckle of a vortex. In your central column. And as we do, let's just really just feel yourself as pure, open, untampered, untainted, pure, open, clear consciousness. Untouched, untainted. Pure creator consciousness. Just you right here, right now, as a silhouette of pure light with the silhouette of a body. Right now, we have zero identificational factors to anything in the physical world. We're not male, we're not female, we're not good, we're not bad, we're not tall, we're not short, we're not heavy, we're not thin, we're not emaciated, we're not anorexic. We don't have any of these boxes. We don't have a culture, we don't have a color, we don't have a creed, we don't have religion, we don't have any of this baggage whatsoever. Because all of it is baggage. None of it is the truth of you. They're all just different masks, different shoes that you try on. Unfortunately, you've tried them on, but you started perceiving them to be real. You forgot to take off the hat of those masks. And 
you started to identify with them and get lost within them to perceive them to be who you are. And then you make these other decisions, creating identities like you're enough, you're not enough, there's something wrong with you or not. A lot of it's made not so much by what they say. It's made by what they're feeling. And these are all identities. Um, let's be very clear. These lifelong decisions you're making about yourself. The rest beyond that, that's just repetition of you as creator commanding that I'm lovable, not lovable. I'm wanted, I'm not wanted. All the rest, even to this day, is just that same repetitiveness of those live deities. And each and every time you experience it and you buy into it, you're giving it more power. It's like feeding it from a buffet to letting it become more and more true for you. When in truth, you're still that being of light, innocent and pure. Our self-love and self-worth, they're not lovable, they're not worthy. Are those the most prevalent identities? I would say those are two, but I would say the bigger ones are being wanted or not. I would say being accepted or not. The worthiness and lovableness, that's where you start projecting into the outside world, outside of yourself, seeking and searching for something that you would have hoped would have happened in the third trimester of the womb, that you were embraced, you were celebrated, the parents were joyful, where it would become a part of your makeup that it was more of a knowing rather than a belief. And then you spend so much of your life, if not the rest of it, looking outside of yourself for others' approval and getting very confused around wanting their love. But then you're dealing with their confusion between love and emotion. And do we also have identities from past incarnational journeys? Most definitely. But I would say, to be clear with that, more phobias than identities. Like fear of heights or fear of snakes. Yeah, exactly. I would say sharks. uh, Some dear ones have fear of water. Some dear ones have fear of tight spaces, claustrophobia, some dear ones have fear of being buried alive. And those are more different than identities. So it's like they're not identified to a sarcophagus or a coffin or being thrown into a hole or buried alive. They're identified with tight spaces. Like they have a phobia where they have to be in open spaces, that's different than an identity. That's like a phantom. Uh, So going back to identities, these are things 
anytime we say to someone or ourselves, I am something, is that correct? Yeah. And that's where, you know, the I am, as you, as creator, you're commanding it so. It's two of the most powerful commandments that you're making so when you're dealing with the manifestational world. You're saying, I am bam, 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 and so it is spoken and so it is done. I don't put a lot of emphasis. I don't put a lot of importance or energy into the words because that's not really important. The part that's important is the energy you put into any word. That's the part that gives it power. It's not becoming afraid of the word. It's becoming clear with the power you're putting into it. Right. And I've shared this before, but I remember, you know, 20 years ago when I had um, maximum amount of radiation to my brain and my brain was slowly processing, really slowly processing. And my thoughts were really slow to come to me. A number of years ago, I decided in somewhat about talking with you and maybe talking about limitations. I was always saying I had brain damage. And that was the reason why something happened. Or I forgot something or this or that. And scientifically, it was accurate. But I realized from talking to you that just saying that repetitively and believing it and living it was a limitation. And as soon as I stopped saying that, and not even any affirmations or anything, just I know my brain can regenerate because I've seen it been happening over the last 20 years. And the acceleration of my memory, my speed of processing information, speaking was exponential over the years. And the biggest part there, Michael, is when you stopped recreating it. Right. So like re-identifying with it, it's like, oh, but my brain, I had the largest amount of chemo. I had this, that, and the other. So therefore... I have brain damage. And it's like, it says it scientifically, it says it's not healable, it says it's not blah, blah, blah. And the moment that you buy into that, I'm not saying for anyone, please never deny the facts, medical, Western, Eastern, whatever, facts are facts. Now, that's part of what I love about the medical, Western, medical world is I I love the facts. Get the facts. The facts are the facts. Now, what are we going to do with them? So now, okay, this is what they've said. This is what the tests say. This is what the MRIs, CAT scans, PET scans say. Now, okay, it is what it is. Now, I also know they're not swamis. I also know they're not fortune tellers. So this is my body. So I understand categories, statistics, all these other day ones bodies, but this is my body. So now, okay, yes, my body went through that, but body now show me what you got. So now we're not re-identifying because you see, when you get so tunnel vision with that, 
you continue to recreate it by default under assumption and accepting and settling rather than looking up and looking around and say, well, you know, this is my body and I as creator, I know that I don't have to identify with anything. So body, you show me what your capabilities are. And this is where we start opening up and becoming a receptive for the body to regenerate and rejuvenate. It was also helpful to know the science of the cells and how they can regenerate and how each cell of the body is connected to creator consciousness, my unique version of creator consciousness. Yeah. And isn't it kind of cool that, what is it, every six months, the femurs rebuild themselves? I mean, that's a given. So... It's doing that without you even paying attention to it. So what are the other capabilities? And where analytically, okay, there's the science. And now you learn, you see, okay, the cells are regenerating, the atoms, subatoms, on and on. So why would not every organ be able to regenerate itself? So now we're not putting this dark rain cloud over ourselves to settle. And I've heard people say, well, if I didn't have identities, then who would I be? And that's a very simple one. You would be you. Like where we started, with your hand on your heart, the eyes focused towards your third eye. You, with a body, as the silhouette of total pure light. Total pure consciousness. I want you to feel that with me for a moment. And it starts to feel like the whole universe through a form with zero limitations, even with the form. So let's just take a breath. As you take a breath, just You as that that you are, all the way through the form right now. And the next exhale, I just really want you to experience how expansive, how uncontained, how unlimited you are right now as the whole universe emanating within, through, and as you, through this physical, vibrational frequency and megahertz body principle, and all these particles of light speeding up and opening up right here, right now, or right here, right now, it's speeding up and speeding up. Optimum health and well-being, homeostasis, then going beyond homeostasis, to the radiance, activation, amplification, DNA, RNA, the vitality chromosomes. And right now, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind clearing out. Where right here, right now, we don't have any demons. We don't have any narcissism nonsense. We don't have any polarities. Right here, right now, 
this is you. As your higher levels of higher frequencies of and as creator animating through its form as you. Now we're in a state where everything around you will work for you. Now, if I've gone to school and gone to university and have a lawyer certificate, whatever, great. If that's what I do for employment, fabulous. Now, I'm going to put it in the category right now. Okay. That is very simply something that I can do. So let's take that hat. Let's hang it on the hat rack. If I have offsprings, if I'm a female or a male body, great. I'm going to put the mother or fatherhood hat up on the hat rack. There's a time and a place. If I'm married, great. Male or female or bride or who's been, whatever. Let's put that hat on the hat rack. If I'm the daughter of, son of, if I'm really engaged with the family monad, great. Brother, sister, mother, father, whatever, great. Let's put that on the hat rack. If I'm an energy worker, facilitator, teacher, mentor, writer, author, blah, blah, blah. Great. Put it on the hat rack. Those are all things that you can do. but still not who you are. And now they're not even identities. They're just different pathways. Let's take a breath. Be you right now. Now, to show you the difference is to take a breath, say, oh, I'm not, I'm a lawyer. I am this. I am superior. I am blah, 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 blah. And now let's put that label identity within you on your shoulders, your solar plexus. I want you to feel the heaviness, the density. I want you to feel how you were wide open, totally receptive and expressive. But I want you to feel now how you started becoming smaller, more tunnel vision, more pigeonholed. And I want you to not just see it with your mind's eye or even your mind. I want you to feel the weight, the confinement that just happened to yourself, within yourself, and, of course, within your body and the veins, the venules, and the arteries. I want you to feel how your body just started slowing down, slowing down. The blood is pumping faster through the veins because the veins are squeezing and constricting. So now let's be gone, be gone, be gone from that identity. Now let's do a different one. Okay, I'm a Catholic or a Christian or Buddhist or Hinduism or whatever, whatever. Now, wow, same thing applies. Okay, now let's take that off. Those are just things that we can do. Those are just 
different parties that we can go enjoy, but still it's not you. So when we sit back for a moment, isn't it pretty awesome where, where even right now we have no action, no reaction to anything. Nothing's controlling you. Nothing's confining you. Nothing is affecting you or how you feel, nor what you do when you do it. But even you're sharper, you're lighter, you're more astute, but not trained. Mm. Thank you, William. I love this topic. Is there something you'd like to wrap up with about the limitations of identities? Yeah, you see, if I have a stem on the apple, let's say you do or you don't, great. But for yourself, let's ask yourself, what does that mean for you? Not society, not the eyes of others, not your parent, not your grandmother, grandfather, blah, blah, blah. What does it mean for you? This is where we're stepping out of all stereotypes and asking yourself, from everything's been taught, everything's been told, how has all the stereotyping limited me? How much have I bought into, all the way to the point of what you can do or what you cannot do? due to the stereotype, all the limitations, and then taking another breath and asking yourself, why not? Remember, you're the master here. Yes. Thank you, William. And thank you for joining us on The Relevance of Now with William Linville. Join us next time. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.